Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. In this podcast, I'll be responding to a letter from a mom whose two-year-old developed a fear of a woodpecker monster, or a specter, as this mom calls it. Her daughter's having frequent nightmares that star this scary creature, so she's wondering what to do. Before I begin, I'd like to remind everyone that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com. That's No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. They are also available in ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com, and in paperback at Amazon. Here's the letter. Hi, Janet. Thank you so much for your blog and podcast. I've found the Rye approach to be so important to my parenting philosophy and practice. I'm running into an odd thing with my two-year-old. She's recently developed a fear of a woodpecker specter whom she imagines is some kind of monster that threatens her, the family, the car, etc. She wakes up in the middle of the night after having nightmares about it. Over the last few weeks, my husband and I have both spoken with her, telling her that we will keep her safe. Freya, the dog, keeps her safe. The house is a safe space, etc. We talk about how woodpeckers eat bugs and do not hurt humans and we watched a few nature videos together of non-threatening woodpeckers. There's a woodpecker in one of her books, and she asks us to read her that book all the time. In the book, the woodpecker surprises, scares, a baby owl who is sleeping. We also can hear a woodpecker outside the house most mornings, something she was excited about initially but now is afraid of. Is there something we could do to make her feel a bit better? I keep circling back to my husband's love for scary movies. Do you think she wants us to read the book with the woodpecker in it because she likes to be scared? Do you think I should hide the book? Should we just ride it out? Thanks for your help. Okay, so I'm not sure about the timing of all this, but I'm getting the sense that this little girl became frightened because of this book uh, that she wants to keep reading, a woodpecker surprising in parentheses, scares a baby owl who is sleeping. I don't know this book, but uh, this sounds like the kind of thing that could spur a fear like this daughter seems to have and, you know, even create nightmares. When children see things or hear things that surprise them, that disturb them in some way, you know, it can be a real-life situation that happens, something in a book. Movies and videos are particularly scary, because they are sort of designed to surprise and stimulate and, you know, all the editing that goes on, they can definitely be the source of nightmares and fears. So for that reason, I'm not sure if I would recommend watching videos, although I like the other things this parent is doing. Um, you know, the videos can be disturbing very easily, you know, without us even realizing it. I mean, if she's if she's having an intense response like this to... What happens in a book, which happens, I mean, this has happened with my children as well, then imagine something that she has much less control over a video or a TV show. So that's just something to keep in mind. What this girl is doing is very, very healthy. And again, I think children have a remarkable process for healing. And this is what she's doing. She's trying to sort this out for herself by asking to hear this story again and again. Children will do this around 
other things that disturb them. You know, an incident they see on the street, maybe somebody knocks somebody else down or someone falls or somebody screams at somebody. Those kinds of things, anything that, that disturbs children, they will naturally work on processing the experience so that they can understand it and sort of work it through their systems. They have a wonderful facility for this. So really, our job becomes helping that along, being willing to read the book <laughs> as many times as she wants, you know, whenever we're reading books, whenever we're available to read the book. I mean, we don't have to become a slave to this, but knowing that this is really healthy for her, not something we need to worry about. Also knowing that our feelings will matter a lot um, in this situation as they matter in every parenting situation. So if we're concerned, you know, this parent was concerned enough to, to write to me about this. So there's a pretty good chance that her daughter's picking up. Uh, the parents are concerned. They're wondering what to do. They're, they just want her to feel better. All these normal things that we feel as parents. But this can actually get in the way by giving her the feeling that this isn't a safe and okay process for her, this digestion that she's doing of the experience. Children all, always need our comfort in the situation to start out with. If they don't have that, they can't get comfortable um, and they can't do the work that they're so good at doing. So calming yourself, knowing that she's working this process, she's healthy. This is what children do. It's very common for children at this age to start having fears, you know, all the way through age four and maybe even age five or six. There are things that disturb them. And one of the themes behind this sometimes is the, the power the child feels in themselves. It's kind of scary, you know, especially if there aren't clear, comfortable boundaries in place with the parents or the parents get, you know, upset or worried when the child is upset. Those kinds of things make the child even more fearful around the power that they have. So that can get projected into these different fears and nightmares. So, I mean, the only thing to know about that is that, you know, again, this is normal for development and that having clear, comfortable boundaries with children is always a good idea. It's the most loving thing we can do. Boundaries are needed for children to feel safe and comfortable with their power in the world. You know, and at age two, they're kind of experiencing more of their own like independent power for the first time ever. So it's common for that to be projected into other fears. So with all that in mind, yeah, just keep trusting her process. And I would, so what that actually looks like is going over the book with her again, as much as she wants, and really having an open exploratory attitude, you know, so you're looking at her when she's looking at the book, and you could say, you look like you're puzzled about that baby owl, or you seem like you really don't like that that happened with that baby owl. Whatever you actually see, being that place that she can bounce her thoughts off of, you know, you're totally accepting. You're not afraid of going to any of these places with her. You're not trying too hard to just make it all better for her. You're really willing to explore. Um, not judging her like, oh, that's silly. Why are you afraid of that? It definitely doesn't sound like this parent's doing that. So being that open, non-judgmental person. And this is something to practice throughout our 
life with our child throughout our relationship with him or her because it's it's the key to us getting to to hear their innermost thoughts sharing their fears with us this is precious gold that we're getting to hear you know what's going on in your mind and heart I want to know. And the only way that we're going to get to know is by being an open, non-judgmental place, a not emotional place in ourselves around this in any way. So allowing her to say that she sees the monster in the car, she feels like it's out there. You really feel like there's something out there that could come in. I see that. I hear that. That's really uncomfortable for you. We have a safe car, you know, so I would say those reassuring things, but just more focus on acknowledging. And then, yes, say, you know, we will do our best to keep you safe. We have a safe house. Woodpeckers don't normally do these kinds of things. Giving her those assurances, but from a place of, I'm okay with you going through this. I'm not worried myself and scared myself or concerned. Other things his parent says that she's doing... My husband and I have both spoken with her, telling her that we keep her safe. Freya, the dog, keeps her safe. That's all really good. But again, I would focus on exploring what she's feeling. Also exploring solutions with her so that she can feel more autonomous in this process. You know, it's one thing to have us say, you know, don't worry, we got this all covered. But there's an action she might want to take. Do you want to close the curtains? Um, Would you prefer to get in the car and sit on this side? You know, if those things are an option. Whatever it is, exploring with her what she'd like to do, what would make her feel more comfortable. So in regard to, is there something we could do to make her feel a bit better? Yes. So, so that will make her feel better. The act of processing this experience and this story, if it is indeed about the baby owl and the woodpecker or whatever story it is, you know, sometimes we don't even know where children get this from and we really, you know, have to be open to knowing it came from somewhere. And the best thing for our child to do is cover every aspect of it with us and share with us and us just bravely going with them on this journey from a place of maturity that we do know that they're safe and we believe that and we know they're doing something healthy. Then this mother says, I keep circling back to my husband's love for scary movies. Do you think she wants us to read the book with the woodpecker because she likes to be scared? I don't think she likes to be scared, but I think maybe there's some interest that she's getting from her parents being concerned, you know, that might be adding into this. But I I think mostly, and I would act that way anyway, regardless, that this is just a totally authentic, she saw it, it bothered her, she doesn't understand it, she wants to understand it, she wants to figure it out. And maybe other fears are coming up in her that have gotten touched off by this. It's just something to approach with openness, again, and exploration. But I don't think she's ready for scary movies yet <laughs> and enjoying that kind of, uh, you know, emotional adrenaline response. I don't, I don't think that's what this is yet. Um, do you think I should hide the book? Definitely not. Should we just write it out? Yes. So this is what I'm saying is just write it out. Be that open place. See this as a gift in your relationship. You're getting to hear your, her innermost thoughts. You're getting to help her problem solve. You're showing her that you're a non-judgmental place for her to share whatever with. It can be the looniest thing in the world. And you're not going to judge her or say, oh, come on, don't be afraid of that. It's just this. It's just that. 
Um, one of the words that's commonly used to invalidate is when we say just, it's just this, it's just a dog, it's just a owl, it's just a woodpecker, look how nice the woodpecker is, you know, none of that is helpful. So validating in terms of your openness and your interest in her and willingness to process this, that will work. And yeah, it is a phase. And so in that sense, riding it out, but don't make her ride it alone. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps. And again, my books are available on audible.com if you like audio and paperback at Amazon, an ebook at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Apple.com. We can do this. 